News Talk 1110 wbt Pete Callender, the Pete Callender Show, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. We are talking about teacher pay, kind of a third rail of local and state politics. It's a very complex topic and easily demagogued, um, especially if you hold limited government uh, ideas. And full disclosure, I've said this before, I personally would like to see the K-12 government school model uh, torn down. Not a fan. But I recognize that that is not where most people are. I am a realist. And so I offer up as compromises, you know, vouchers. Give parents the choice. And if public schools are the best choice, then parents can keep sending their kids to the public school, the traditional K-12 school. But if they need to get out of that school because it's a terrible school, then... That's the way to do it. Seems to me that that checks the boxes. Seems to me like uh, that's a way to help kids. By the way, Bernie, is this the guy on one? Okay. What was his name? Uh, All right. That's right. I got it. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm surprised that these opponents of uh, the seemingly common sense merit pay and other such ideas aren't playing the racist card yet. Am I surprised? Yeah. Um, I've seen, I mean, there is some of that usually below the surface uh, on some of the stuff, but the people generally that are making these arguments right now are the education yep. activist types uh, with the union, and I think they're uh, I think they're white teachers, so maybe they're not, uh, well, they're in touch with that argument yet. But yeah, I have seen some of that, uh, some of that uh, bubbling up. Yeah, because these are the same people who say marginalized communities can't be held to the same academic standards because of systemic racism. So why wouldn't they apply that to uh, to teaching excellence as well? It all seems to be the the same excuse used in different settings. Well, so part of it, though, is that you've got teachers that are put into schools that are populated with students that do not achieve at the levels other schools do. And they don't like the fact that they're not going to get paid as much if the, quote, merit-based system is based on their students' performance when compared to other students' performance at schools that have more resources and support. Does that make sense? Like, am I using enough code word here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but... But aren't we judging the schools by their improvement over a crappy baseline then? And, and to, because it, can't you measure improvement equally from a better school to a worse school? Well, as I mentioned earlier, when they tried to do that, that was no child left behind, where they started focusing more on growth and whether you, know, you were able to move more students in the, the population that was failing in your particular school. And these same education activists opposed that. They they opposed that as well because they would say, well, what about we're in a good school and we're at, you know, 98% at or above grade level and we can't get the kind of growth that you're going to reward us for. So why even bother? Because these are the professionals, remember. Why even bother trying to move the students when it's so difficult to move the last 2%? So we're never going to get access to the money. So they always have an argument for why whatever reforms are pitched 
won't work. And it always defaults back to the same argument that they uh, posit, which is pay us based on how long we've been a teacher and what degrees we get. That's it. That's it's always what their arguments come back to. Yep, and I'm looking forward to the day that I'm a grandparent and can retire and homeschool my grandchildren. Well, yes, that's that, that's the Lord's work right there. Mike, I appreciate the call, sir. All right, Pete. All right, man, take care. No, it's great. Um, the, and parents, and look, I recognize uh, I don't have kids. I don't have kids in the system, so I recognize that, uh, first off, I offer the best par- uh, parenting advice. Well, that's what childless people do. But... Uh, <laughs> I also have great advice on how to uh, train dogs, too. I don't have a dog. Uh, <laughs> but I used to. I used to have a dog. Um, and I watched a lot of Dog Whisper. Now, that being said, I can't make these decisions for parents, obviously. Uh, I'm a live it, let live kind of a guy. And so if you see problems in the K-12 model, and honestly, during the pandemic, I'm not sure what else you're looking for. As the big flashing red lights, warning, warning, danger, danger, like the schools have become politicized. You're you know, you're going to care more about your kid than than the teachers do. Generally speaking, hashtag not all parents. I understand some parents don't care about their kids. I do get that. And teachers then are left to pick up those pieces. Absolutely. I understand that. There and I, I always have to say this. There are really great teachers said it at the beginning of the show there are really great teachers i would love to pay them six figures it's more art than science they have a calling they have a gift as a communicator as an educator there are also really crappy teachers i've had them i don't want to pay them the same amount of money because they happen to have been able to not get fired in states where you can't really get fired um you know for real like it's very difficult to get fired in general, as a teacher, it's hard to get fired. You got to really, you know, make the commitment <laughs> to get fired. So I don't want to pay the bad teachers the same amount of money just because they happen to hang around and not get fired for the same amount of time that the great teacher has. So no. She also at this uh, caffeinated rage blog is the name of the blog, which is always like, oh, that's not kind of scary at all uh, for a teacher. She teaches... Uh, AP, yeah, AP, English, Language, and Composition. I commonly teach multiple sections of this. The national pass rate is well below 60%, but they all learn and grow as writers. So shouldn't I be compensated because they grew? I mean, maybe it was a little, but I could tell that they grew, so I should get get paid for that. Extra. While I may teach a tough course, To say that I alone deserve the credit for their passing the test is also ludicrous. So many other teachers in the lives of those students helped to hone the skill set needed to allow them to even be in the class to begin with. History teachers gave them context. Science teachers and math teachers give them a basis in logical thinking. Other English teachers give them a foundation. We need to pay everybody the same amount of money. That's what their argument. It always comes down to this. We can't possibly differentiate your performance from anybody else's, so therefore... Everybody gets the same check, which, by the way, allows the terrible teachers to hide and to ride the coattails of the great teachers. And I kind of suspect that's the point.
News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Got a message from Joanne. Pete, you are cracking me up today. Give him hell. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. I do. It's sort of my guiding philosophy on, on being a host. I'm doing this uh, I'm doing this job. Doing the work, if you will. Um, I try to be entertaining and informative. At least one of the two. Usually I don't hit both at the same time. But if I can do both at the same time, I do try to do both at the same time. Which is why sometimes we get into debates about, you know, why mayonnaise is superior to ketchup. I will look, I will have that argument. Mayo is superior. And I know people get mad at me when I bring this up and they start trying to throw at me all these different foods that mayo doesn't work with. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what about pasta? And they think they get me with pasta. Like, are you kidding me right now? Pasta? Macaroni salad. Hello? Literally, you mix mayo with macaroni, which is a pasta. It's already a food. Oh, you can't, you, uh, how about, uh, you can't do it with eggs. Uh, once again, egg salad, mayo and eggs. Anything you can put ketchup on, you can put mayo on, and it's superior. Or it's equal. Okay, fine, sometimes. And look, I'm not an anti-ketchup kind of guy. I like ketchup just fine, too. But mayo is superior. Also, ketchup's got a lot of sugar in it, so it's not even allowed on the Ph.D., uh, program when you're in your fat burn phase because it's so high in sugar. Mayo, on the other hand, yes, indeed, because it's a dietary fat. I could go for real, and I did. Uh, I did a live stream a couple weeks ago, and I went for like an hour on this topic, arguing with with people <laughs> over. See, so that could be entertaining, not really informative, though. But teacher compensation, informative. I strive to be both, trying to at least be one. But... um this caffeinated rage teacher of AP English says, I, I, I could not possibly feel justified in uh, getting more money than all of my colleagues that have ever taught this one student that comes in front of me for this one uh, class because, you know, they contributed all uh, to uh, all of the, what they did to to me having success with this student at this given moment. Yes, yes, yes. OK, we we all stand on the shoulders of those who came before. Of course that's the case. That is not an argument, though, to pay you the same as what the other person got paid earlier. In fact, in fact, um, maybe we should take their pay out of your pay. How about that? Because we already paid that person to give all that knowledge that built up that base of understanding of the subject, right? So we should back out all of their labor costs out of what you get paid. How about that? No? Why not? What? Oh, so we just have to keep compounding it. I see. Right. So they never were. You see, this is the thing, like, with this Marxist uh, labor theory. You never, you never can back out the other person's cost from their little model. They want, the, they want this sort of collectivist pay scale where, you know, simply being at the post for X amount of years with, you know, Y number of degrees, that that leads to a certain pay level. But what about the other people we already paid? Like, shouldn't the kindergarten teachers be making the most amount of money and then everybody, you get less money each year as you progress through? Less money every single year because you're backing out every other teacher's salary as you go, right? Why don't you do the math that way? We all know why. 
They, she then throws this out. How would any lawmaker like to be subject to a system of merit pay as a legislator, huh? I, she's pretty sure this, like, this is an awesome point she's just made. Spoiler alert, they actually are. Yeah, lawmakers are subject to a kind of merit pay. They are. They're called elections. They can actually get fired. Yeah, they can get fired. And get this, if they're super effective, if they're really good, a.k.a. merit, if they're very good at what they do and they can get legislation passed, you know what happens? They can raise a lot of money. I know you thought you had a fantastic point there, teacher, but you didn't. See, this is why I was kind of a jerk in school sometimes to some teachers. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, no, it's true. I, I could pose a bit of a challenge to certain teachers over the course of my educational career, but honestly, this is one of the this is one of the problems that I think a lot of people in the education activist world that are trained up as teachers. I think you just kind of need to be aware. I'm not a child that is compelled to sit in your classroom and listen to you spout crap to me. Okay? I just feel like I needed to point that out. I'm not one of those kids. So when you come at me with your arguments, you better have better arguments. Even if they're in a blog post that Democratic lawmakers love to read, and they do. The argument for differential pay, she says, does not hold much water either. I mean, it's very hard to quantify what teachers do for the betterment of the school community. On top of teaching more classes and more students now than when I first taught in North Carolina, I serve on committees. I perform duties. I attend workshops while having to provide sub plans and work on recertification, coach academic teams, sponsor two clubs, chair a fantastic English department, and provide tutoring. Can you honestly put a market value on that? Yes, you can. I would love to see you guys give it a shot. Uh, oh, and then she throws in the hours spent grading and planning and all of that. Um, because I'm not sure you guys are aware of this, but teachers are the only profession that work off hours, too. They work beyond just the normal work day. Did you know that? My, my normal work day is every hour I'm not asleep. That's me. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. All right, so full disclosure, you probably already know this. I grew up in New York. I got down here at age 18. I went to college at Winthrop University in Rock Hill. And aside from my first freshman year in uh, college, when I went back up to New York and worked two jobs over the summer and then saved up money and got myself a used car, and brought it down, and aside, and that was it. And I, and then I've been down here ever uh, down here ever since, in Rock Hill, then to Charlotte, then to Asheville, and back to Charlotte. Okay, there you go. Life story. The reason I say that is very important here. I grew up a Hellman's guy. People have asked. That's why I'm saying this. Hellman's Mayo. I understand. I am not trying to insult anybody from any region, because. I do like Dukes as well. And yes, I can have that opinion. No one's, I don't have to pick one or the other. But if I had to, if somebody put a gun to my head and said, Pete, you got to put mayo on these fries, I would say, well, of course I would. And then I would say, well, what kind of, or they would tell me I have to, what, what kind of uh, mayo? You got to choose one. I would choose helmets. I find it to be 
fluffier. It's a little bit like the viscosity of the Hellman's is it's it's a thicker, it's more like a mousse, you know? It's a thicker thing. Whereas Duke's seems a little bit um thinner. That's all. And and but I I they're both mayo. And I will eat both of them. This was this is going back to my previous statement that mayo is the superior condiment to ketchup. There isn't anything that you put ketchup on that you cannot put mayo on. It goes with everything. I have an entire philosophy. I broke this down uh, the other a couple of weeks ago on uh, the live stream. So here's the thing. So mayo, what, what's in mayo? Vinegar and uh, egg and oil, right? That's it. I mean, you could throw some other chemicals in there to preserve it, I think, right? But whatever. Those are your three main ingredients. Those things go... With anything. Those three main ingredients you can use for anything. So when people were, they they thought they had me, because I said anything you could put uh, ketchup on, you could put mayo on. And people were like, what about eggs? They thought they had me with scrambled eggs. Because they think scrambled eggs. Aha, I've had mayo on scrambled eggs. Guess what? It's fantastic. Tastes great. Tastes like mayo with eggs. Almost like an egg salad. Because it kind of is. But here's the thing. That's its habitat. That's mayo is part egg. So, of course, it's going to go with an egg, right? I mean, that would be like saying, oh, my gosh, can you put uh, ketchup on a tomato? You could. Kind of gross. It's got a natural element that it shares together. But the see, there's the thing. The the natural element that it doesn't quite work the same with ketchup because there's so much sugar that they put into the uh, into the product. Now, mayo with tomatoes. Well, that works. Hence proving the point, the mayo is superior. On hot dogs, they thought they had me on hot dogs. They were like, oh, what about a hot dog? You can't put mayo on a hot dog. Why can't I put mayo on a hot dog? Why, in fact, I was having uh, uh, dinner with some neighbors the other day or a couple weeks back, and they were from Guatemala. And, uh, well, they are from, and via Miami. And so we were hanging out, and they had cooked up some hot dogs. They were moving, and so they're they're cooking up these hot dogs, and you know what they put on their hot dogs? You'll never guess. You will probably, actually. You want to take a guess? It was mayo, exactly. Mayo. They put mayo, but they also put mustard and ketchup, and they put everything on it. But here's the spoiler alert. You know what a hot dog is? Children, you may want to cover your ears. It's bologna. It's a bologna product, guys. It's just heated bologna. Are you going to tell me you can't put mayo on bologna? Of course you can a bologna sandwich do you put ketchup on bologna no you do not hence once again proving the point that mayo is the superior condiment seriously i cannot think of a single food item like i mean obviously not you're not gonna like desserts you're not you're not gonna mix ketchup with you know pie and that sort of thing i mean you could put mayo as a garnish maybe on you know the side of some you know coconut pie or something like that I mean, if you're just looking for the dietary fat, but no, I, I, so I'm talking like normal food combinations, right? Potatoes, French fries. People are like, oh, it's gross. You can't put them on French fries. Uh, yes, I can. In fact, I do. I put them on French. Well, I don't eat French fries anymore, really. But when I used to eat French fries, I would put mayo on the French fries. Why? Because it tastes fantastic. You get the savory, you get the salt of the fries and, but, and that, but what about ketchup? Yeah, you could do ketchup too. But mayo is the superior condiment. 
Why? Oh, very easily explained. It's a potato. And you put mayo on the potato just like you would potato salad. Do you like potato salad? That's what you got going on here. Right? Come on. You guys got to come harder. Here's the thing. I don't want to sacrilege Chick-fil-A because I do love the Chick-fil-A. I think it's the crack that they put in the breading. But I do love Chick-fil-A. Not a fan of the waffle fry. It's too much fry. It's too much potato. You know, it's just like I feel like I'm eating a whole baked potato. So I don't. I'm not really down with the waffle fry. Unless you give me some mayo packets with it, then I'm then I'm in. The problem is then it's like a you know one mayo packet per slice of the waffle fry. It's sort of like a topic. It's like a little mini pizza, right? Like a little mini pizza. Oh, there's one pizza. You couldn't possibly put mayo on pizza. Is there anything about anything that I've said so far that would lead you to believe that I would not put mayo on pizza? Because you realize, I mean, I okay, I am not going to put it on the full slice of pizza. That would be insane, right? Because the pizza tastes perfect without any condiment. You're not going to put ketchup or mayo or mustard on a pizza unless you're doing one of those like, you know, frou-frou pizzas, whatever. But again, I'm from New York, so like I don't do those. It's just straight up pizza. So let's break it down, though. If you're going to go that route and let's just say, well, you got the bread. Would you put mayo on bread? As a matter of fact, I would. Would you put mayo with cheese? As a matter of fact, I would do that as well. Now, the tomato sauce would not go well with the, with the mayo. That is true, which is why I would use it for crust dipping only. That's where you go. Crust dipping only. You get to the crust, and you just dip it in the mayo. What's wrong with that? Are you going to dip it in ketchup? Why would you do that? Nobody's going to do it. Nobody, if somebody had thought of that before, they would have already been selling it in the, in the Papa John's tubs that come with the pies, right? They would give you some ketchup. Nobody says, do you want ketchup with your pie? Nobody says that. Chicken wings. You can do mayo with chicken wings. You can be, I mean, just like I can go on. It's just there's the, the possibilities are limitless. Like really, literally limitless. <music> News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT. All right, look, this doesn't happen very often, but I'm wrong. I've been I've been completely wrong. Got this message from Carolina Bulldog on Twitter. It's a Pete's tweet. Um, Carolina Bulldog, who's saying something very similar to what Roger sent me as well. Bulldog says, I'm sorry, you're wrong, Pete. My granny used to put mayo in her chocolate cake recipe. It keeps the cake moist. You just can't believe anything I say from now on. Really? I had no idea. I didn't, I'm not a baker. I don't know these things. I don't bake. I've never had a sweet tooth. So I, I, I don't bake. I don't know. But it makes... It just makes my love of mayo stronger to know that it is actually in chocolate cake as well. I mean, really. John, welcome to the program. Hello, John. What's up? Hello, Pete. Hey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really stir it up, and I hate to do this at the end of your program. Oh, but, that's all right. We'll just get uh, them all worked up for uh, Winter Bowl here. Anyway, <laughs> I have a competition barbecue team. Oh. And what, and what we do, and I cook Eastern North Carolina barbecue and have been to the state cook-off several times. That, uh, but nice. now what we do just for visual points is we're cooking the whole pig. Yeah. 
We rub it with mayonnaise, and you can rub it with either one. And it makes it glistening, brown, and doesn't affect the taste. Oh, my but gosh. I'm gonna, but if you stir it up, and I talk about barbecue or mayonnaise down here, and I am from around here, yeah. you get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do prefer the vinegar-based barbecue. Yeah, vinegar-based. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. prefer that versus the other. But I think we can all agree that South Carolina is mustard-based. That's crap. That's what I don't even know what that is. It's like baby poop or something. I'm not I sure. I don't even go that part of the state because they took it that way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. John, I appreciate all the right. call. That's great info. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So it makes the pig glisten. Interesting. Um, Ryan says, Pete, my grandmother made something called a mayonnaise cake. Wait a minute. What is this? It was a chocolate cake. Oh, my gosh. And uh, what is this? App Patriot Girl says, Pete, you got to mix the mayo and ketchup together for the waffle fries at Chick-fil-A. Okay, so that's what we grew up. We called that Russian dressing, which I don't know. It's Ukrainian dressing now. So we called that Russian dressing because we mom, mom was not. She didn't really cook. She had like four things that she cooked and we just kind of rotated them. But. There was a point, it was like a window of time, I want to say it was about four or five years, where every now and again we would get some iceberg lettuce. And that would count as a salad. And if there was ever anything on the salad, it was just iceberg lettuce and then mayo and ketchup as Russian dressing, just whipped together in a, in a bowl, and then it was you put it on your lettuce. And that was it. So it's also a dressing, all right? Um, but this raises another key point on the superiority of mayo over ketchup, which is you can mix ketchup with mayo and have Russian dressing. You can mix mustard with mayo and you end up with like a, a Dijonese, right? You end up like that, that became like a big deal, but it's actually very good. I used to make mustard and mayo and I would whip it together, uh, mix it all down. And uh, then I would take the pretzels and you can dip the pretzel into the mustard mayo dip. It was the poor man's dip. I would, I'm dealing with condiments here. I mean, come on. Like, we're at the ramen level, which, by the way, ramen, ramen with mayo, it thickens it up. You can add a little bit of tuna fish in there, and it's like, I mean, this is what I survived on throughout all of my college years and years after. Now, I will give credit to the ketchup. So, just, I'm, look, I'm, I'm fair. I'm, I'm good faith uh, arguing here. Ketchup does have a use in one ramen flavor. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. I think I am. It's the Oriental flavor. I didn't name it. It's not. I didn't come up with it. That's the name of the flavor. At least that's what it was. And they may have changed it since I ate ramens. And you could take that. It was the blue pack. And you could take that and mix it with a squirt of ketchup. And it tastes just like spaghetti and meatballs. I know. It's better living through the flavor packet. So there's that. But So the superiority of mayo, once again proven out by the ability to mix it together with another condiment and still have it taste good, still have it do the work necessary. I think that's important. Um, I, like I seriously, I have not seen a single argument here. Oh, I got a, uh, an email as well about uh, Hellman's, prefer, uh, preferring Hellman's over the Dukes. Again, I'm not here to bash Dukes. I do kind of prefer the Hellman's, though. Just because that's, you know, that's what I grew up with. 
that's what I grew up with. I do prefer the Eastern barbecue, and that's when some friends said, oh, huh, barbecue. You don't put mayo on barbecue. Why wouldn't I pay ma- put mayo on barbecue? I don't put ketchup on barbecue either, for that matter, but why wouldn't I put it on barbecue? Hello? It's just pork. Any protein goes good with mayo. Everything goes better with mayo. Unpopular opinion, I hold it. All right, Winterville up next. Stay tuned. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.